So they think, okay, I'll hire a customer success manager and boom, retention will go through the roof. There will be referrals coming here and there. And, you know, one person really can't do that. You're always better off having customer success than not. But most of the time they're getting lumped in with support, with sales. Something that I'm trying to get them to communicate is the fact that it really is its own vertical and how it touches all departments is something that I found helpful. And I know some of the people I've been working with have found it helpful as well. Gainsight presents the Game Changer Podcast with host Adam Joseph. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the next episode of the Gainsight Game Changer podcast. I am Adam Joseph, your host and the Regional VP of Customer Success at Gainsight. So there's no doubt that one of the most exciting developments in customer success over the last few years has been the explosion of companies adopting a CS methodology at the heart of their business and all of these new roles being created as a result. Now, only a few years ago, the only role in the customer success town was that of the CSM, the customer success manager. But today, there are so many specialist roles such as CS operations, digital customer success manager, CS enablement, and even roles that traditionally sat in other departments such as account management, uh, now falling within the purview of, of customer success, which is really interesting. So with the increase of all of these types of roles available and demand for every CS position so being highly sought after, how can you best navigate your customer success career for where your skills are both suited today, but also in the future? So I'm delighted to say that joining me uh, to talk about this great topic is the Director of Customer Success at Doodle, Rachel Proven. Rachel, a very, very warm welcome to you. Thank you so much, Adam. I'm so excited to be here today. Oh, no, it's great to have you. And you know, from working at Gainsight and yourself at Doodle, it's great to work for businesses that are kind of universally loved by customers. So I'd love to kind of uh, hear a bit about your role. And for anyone who hasn't heard of Doodle before, would love to to know a bit more about them. Yeah, absolutely. As you said, I'm the customer success director here at Doodle. And we are a leading scheduling tool that takes all the work out of setting up meetings, both for individuals and for enterprise levels. And what I really love about it is the focus is not just on scheduling meetings, but really on owning your time. And I think for all of us, that's something that it's easy for us to lose that during the pandemic because everyone was just jumping into our calendars, taking whatever was available. And this allows you to be more mindful with that. Yeah, fantastic. As I say, it's a great solution, which I highly, highly recommend. And as always with these podcasts, I love to know a little bit of kind of the non-work part of your, your life. Before setting up this podcast, Rachel was telling me that it was a kind of rainy day from where she was. So I think everyone's got their own favorite rainy day movie. Mine is 12 Angry Men, which I watched recently in a, a regular occurrence in London, which is it being a rainy day. So I'd love to know <laughs> what, what's, your, what's your favorite rainy day movie, Rachel? You know, I actually grew up with a lot of black and white movies. I love them. And my favorite is The Philadelphia Story. I just Mm. find it so charming. And I know every line and just having it on puts me in a good mood. Yeah, I I don't think I've actually seen that. I'll have to add that to my (gasps) list next time there's an extra You must. (laughs) No problem. You must. It's, It's Catherine Hepburn and it's a lot of fun. It just every line in there is hilarious. 
Oh, well, I'm definitely going to put that on the list. So look, just going back to the core topic, as I mentioned, there's been a, a huge increase in the number of customer success roles out there, which obviously is great. And it now just adds in a career path, whereas in the past, maybe a, a CSM role was seen maybe as a stepping stone between you know other front office roles. But are, are you seeing from your viewpoint as well, the kind of evolution from customer success just being the CSM and into lots of other kind of different, more specialist roles? Absolutely. And that's why I think it is just such an exciting time in customer success right now, because you really can chart your own path. You know, before, as you were saying, it it was very much, you know, customer success manager. And, you know, maybe if you were lucky, you got to be a director and there was sort of director, VP, and that was kind of where you could top out. But it was really hard to move from CSM to even a director role. Whereas now, it's kind of opened up a lot. And I think the reason for that is people are finally starting to understand the value that it's not just about making your customers happy. It actually drives value and drives revenue. And once you can show the money, so to speak, you get much more of a seat at the table. So much in the way that sales is not just sales, but there's also marketing, there's also sales ops. You start to be able to break down customer success into these smaller pieces that all work together that make it that much more powerful. So if you want to go from something other than reactive to sort of just preventing churn, but move that into proactive and predictive, it's going to get much more complex and you're going to need a lot more specialization there. I mean, one of the things that I think is a really interesting thing to ponder is is someone who comes into the customer success world, maybe as a CSM Mm. startup or a scale up, and they're starting to think about, you know, where do I want to be in in kind of three to five years? Is it maybe potentially do I, am I more technical? So actually it's more the CS ops role that I want to get into or enablement, you know, making other customer success managers successful. Is it more working at top level enterprise accounts? And so, Whereas on one hand, it's great that, you know, there are so many paths. It can sometimes be a little intimidating to know or confusing about the different paths that someone can take. So what skill sets do you think or what advice might you have for someone who's just starting their CSM career and trying to figure out, you know, from where they are now in terms of where they want to get to? Yeah, I think it's a little bit the same as medical school. You start out Hmm. as a generalist. You start out learning absolutely everything that you can get your hands on getting a lay of the land. And then from there, you choose your specialty. Another way you can look at it is, what would I be interested in if customer success didn't exist? Mm. So, you know, people who might ordinarily be interested in sales, they should look into enterprise CSM. You know, people who are into marketing could be in customer enablement. As you said, if you're more data focused, CS ops is the right way for you. Technologically integration specialist. I mean, there are so many different paths to take. And I think something that's really important to point out is that you're not limited just because you're not a generalist. It doesn't Mm. mean you can't become a director, you can't become a VP. It means that you need to keep focusing on those other ideas and learn about them. But if you think about it, a CEO doesn't know how to do every single job in the company. They need to understand it and understand how to integrate it all together. So it's great because you can follow your heart in a more specific way. Like for me, I really enjoy mentoring CSM. So being a director or being a VP is really a a good place for me. 
because I enjoy that. I enjoy the time management, working on strategy. I know people who love customer success, but hate talking to people, which is hilarious. And you know what? There is a place for them. You know, CS ops is almost exactly that. So there's always a way to move up in your career. I think so long as you're passionate about what you do, Mm. that will enable you to be that much more successful. I mean, I'm really fascinated there and applaud you in the fact that you're kind of mentoring aspirational CSMs maybe at the start of their CS career. I've done something similar here in London as well. And it's always interesting to hear the kind of the feedback, the challenges that they're facing. Some might be about the role that they're in and, you know, where they go after it, which kind of aligns with our conversation. Others might be the challenges are more about they're in the right kind of role, but does the company really believe in customer success or are that the right company or not? When you're kind of mentoring people Rachel, what kind of challenges are you hearing? What are the kind of key topics that you tend to talk about with your mentees? I think you hit the nail on the head right there. I think a lot of the time, it's rare to find companies that really understand customer success fully and what it can do. They've maybe read about it on LinkedIn or Mm. on Harvard Business Review or wherever. They're hearing that it's popular and they're hearing all these amazing things that it can do, but they don't necessarily understand what goes into that. So they think, okay, I'll hire a customer success manager and boom, you know, (laughs) retention will go through the roof. There will be uh, referrals coming here and there. And it, you know, one person really can't do that. They can do a lot. And I think you're always better off having customer success than not. But most of the time they're getting lumped in with support or they're getting lumped in with sales. And something that I'm trying to get them to communicate is the fact that it really is its own vertical and showing the customer life cycle and how it touches all departments, you know, I think is something that I found helpful when I've been in that position. And I know some of the people I've been working with have found it helpful as well to just point out what you can do with customer success if you're properly enabled. But what if you're not, you know, I, I think one of the most important things is what if you don't have the tools? What if you don't have five people working with you? I think in that in that way, you got to just take it back to the psychology, to the root of it. You got to just talk to your customers, ask them what success means for them, ask them how it's going. You know, what is the difference between where you want to be and where you are now? And I think sometimes when we have all the technology, we forget to do that. So there really is reminders there for those of us who are lucky enough to be fully empowered. But a lot of the time it is going to be really being that sort of evangelist for customer success and showing what it can do while also setting realistic expectations for what one human can do. So if you're in that kind of generalist role at the moment at maybe an early stage business, whether that's a startup mm-hmm. or a scale-up, and you could be the only CSM or maybe there's been a group of you that's, that's hired but still very much in that generalist role, how would you suggest kind of going about trying to demonstrate to the rest of the business that other kind of specialist roles are required? So, for example, we've spoken about CS ops quite a bit. And I've seen a huge increase in the demand for CSOPS professionals, whether that's to kind of enable processes, workflows, uh, technically administer CS tech like, like Gainsight as well. So how would you go about if you wanted to show your manager or, or, or the CEO, look, we really need to expand this, you know, our customer success function. So it is multidiscipline. Any suggestions there for how someone could go about that? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a multi-pronged approach. I think you have to get other teams on side and understanding how it's going to benefit them as well. So for like support, I'll tell them, look, you know, 
if you tell me the things that customers are coming to you with again and again, I can try and make that part of the education they get in the beginning. If you talk to marketing, you can say, I can tell, I can get quotes for the website through NPS, or I can tell you what use cases are most popular. And same with product, you know, I can give you the relevant feedback, not every piece of feedback, but if they all understand that you are working to help them, then you can sort of move toward executive leadership and you'll have that support. But one thing that I think is really important is time management. And I've posted about this a lot, but being able to say, look, here are all the things that you're putting on my plate. Here are all the things you want me to do. And now here are all the steps that would take. I have 24 hours in a day and I need to eat and sleep in there. What of these is a priority and what needs to go? And if they're all a priority, then we need more people and we need more tools. If you want these things to happen, you know, I only have so many hands and so many hours in a day, you know? So a lot of the time it is showing just how overloaded you are and showing the things that can't get done that maybe they really want. And then showing data as to how much, you know, something like Gainsight improved a company's retention. You know, the data is always helpful. Well, I I think you made a great point because I think when someone is feeling overloaded and they can see the need for either additional CSMs or in fact, you know, these roles of specialization, it's all too easy just to kind of jump immediately to the subjective. You know, I'm really busy. I've got too much on. I haven't got enough time in the day. But I think, you know, if you're going to make those kinds of arguments, even though if they, you know, they feel very true. Having that backed up with solid data, solid metrics, I think that's especially when you're trying to convince a C-level exec is really what they'll look at. Less so probably how loud you're shouting, more about just prove the, prove the use case, right? A hundred percent. Yeah. And thinking about, you mentioned earlier about that classic within the world of customer success, maybe going from CSM to team lead to manager to VP to even potentially one day to the great role, which I love, the chief customer officer. Yes. <laughs> As someone's thinking about, and that's not for everyone. I mean, you know, there are, I know some amazing CSMs who are incredibly happy in that role and have absolutely no ambition to move up the ladder because they love working in the role that it is. And that's absolutely fine as well. There's no set path for everyone. But if someone does aspire to move up that, that kind of career path within CS, how would you recommend they do it? I mean, at some businesses, that path already exists. And so it's, I guess, slightly easier to move up it. But other businesses, maybe for the first time, they're thinking about their first ever VP of CS or first ever chief customer officer. How would you kind of go about or recommending to someone to go through the path up up the ladder? Absolutely. You know, and I think it's important to show upper management the need for those roles because a lot of the time you'll need them to be created for you for them to even exist. I will say it may not always happen within the same company. You may have to jump around a little bit if you want to move up because that's just going to be the case, right? You'll have four people who all want to move up and there's only one, you know, director spot to move into. One thing that I am very passionate about with my direct reports is understanding their career path, understanding where they are now and where they want to go. I make sure they have that in mind and we develop a plan. And I point out, look, I will help you on this. I will help you develop these skills. And even if you're not able to move up here for whatever reason, because there's not the role isn't available, I will make sure you have the skills to find that job, even if it's not here. I'd rather keep you for myself, but we all benefit from people upping their skills. So what I would do in that sense, you know, if you want to move up is to make sure you have the skills needed for the next role up. 
or even two rolls up. And the best way to do that I've found is, you know, hop on LinkedIn and look for those roles. Look what is described as the job requirements. What do you need to be able to do? And then you need to find a way to learn to do those things. And this needs to be something that you schedule into your day. And I don't care if it's 10 minutes, but that's one of those things that is really important, but it doesn't have that urgency level. So it's easy to push it to the side when you've got, you know, a crazy, cranky customer. But if you can be one of those people who takes 10 minutes on your professional development for yourself every day, then you will just be miles ahead of everyone else. And if you want to be developing those skills, just look it up. You know, how do I learn how to create customer success strategy? There are great customer success groups, you know, all over LinkedIn, all over Slack. Just always be learning the next thing. And look, I think that's really, really great advice. And, and another interesting kind of challenge that CSMs have, particularly if they are thinking of moving externally for their next role, maybe is to get that first manager or, or director type mm-hmm. role. It's finding the right balance between what's more important. Is it having tenure as a CSM or working in customer success? Or is it actually having specialization in the sector that the proposed company might be moving to is in? So if you've worked, I don't know, in marketing automation for five years and then you're going for a, a role at a, a company, you know, a, a director of CS role, but they're in insurance or something like that. In your view, is, is that a blocker or is it just a challenge to overcome? And how open do you think businesses are when they're looking for new heads of CS or any kind of leadership potential role? And would it count against someone for not having industry experience because they've got the tenure of the CSM? What do you see as more important of the two? Well, for me, I think the the CS experience is more important because you can adapt the strategy to pretty much anything. And you can always learn more about the industry from people who are already working in it. It's really dependent on whether that company feels that way. But I've never found that to be a barrier. I've hopped from, you know, fintech to AI to now scheduling and hasn't been a problem so long as you're willing to do the research and learn on your feet. If you're able to demonstrate that you know how to do the skill that they don't, which is customer success, which can drive value for that part of the business, I don't think it's much of a blocker. Hmm. I I tend to agree as well. I think what's really great when I advertise for new roles a few years ago, it would have been, you know, having to largely pick from a selection of candidates who have come from outside of customer success, such as sales, Mm -hmm. marketing, even HR. So uh, kind of back office supported roles as well. But now, you know, I'm seeing people who have at least got two or three roles behind them. And I think having not only that methodology, but also the mindset to come in and then be able to adapt, because I think, you know, largely you can learn software, you can learn all about a new market, but having that mindset, that kind of X factor, that I, I think kind of combines so many of us in the customer success community. Having that to begin with is just such a, a huge help. So I completely align myself with your views there. And then I can final, and this is more of an aspirational thing. And I'm, I've already started to see this, and I hope it will be more in the future as well, is that you know the CSMs of today will hopefully be the CEOs of the future, especially as more and more companies are putting the customer at the very heart of what they're doing. Do you see that same vision as well? I've seen a couple of examples of where CSMs have gone on to be CEOs. But do you think that'll be a trend that we see in the future as well? I think it probably will. You know, a lot of companies like to say that they're customer centric, but until they're actually putting those processes in place, you can't really tell. The ones who have like a chief customer officer are really sort of putting their money where their mouth is. I think those are the ones who truly are customer centric and they tend to reap a lot of benefits from that. 
I can absolutely see, you know, a CCO moving into a CEO role. I think just like with any of these roles that we've been talking about, the most important thing is to make sure that you like what you're doing, that you're not just doing it because you can move up and have that be the end goal. You know, you want to make sure, do I care about the other aspects of the business? Do I want to be responsible for sales and data and marketing? And if the answer is yes, you absolutely can because you're already touching all those departments. And if you don't, that's okay too. You can make more money. You know, you can always make more money. There will always be different companies that pay more. It's a matter of doing what makes you happy. You might love uh, data and not like having to manage people. Some people really don't enjoy that. And in that case, you can keep moving up in more of an operational role, maybe a COO, rather than, you know, like a VP of CS or CCO. But, you know, if, if someone can move from operations to CEO, I don't see why a CCO or a VP of CS couldn't do the same. I completely agree. And doing what makes you happy. What a great philosophy, I think, not just for work, but for life as well. Yeah. Rachel, thank you so much. It's It's been so valuable just to get hear your views about building your career path and customer success. I, I think it will be, you know, it's at the top of mind for many people, I think, listening to this at the moment, because you can now build your career in customer success as opposed to it just being a role that you do on the road to somewhere else. But I really thank you for your time and, and all of your input. It's been absolutely great. Thank you so much. I've loved it. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Gainsight Game Changer podcast. Please follow, rate, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information about all of our episodes, please visit Gainsight.com. This podcast is produced and edited by StudioPod. To learn more about their work, go to StudioPodSF.com.